Hey, River Ridgers. I hope you had a great Christmas, a Merry Christmas, and wishing you a Happy New Year as we begin to look towards starting a new year together. I want to thank you for just taking a few minutes to join with us on this online-only worship service. I also want to invite you to come back next week as we start a brand new series called What's Up? And as we start this new year, we wanted to take some time to take a look at our most important relationships in our lives and see how they're really doing, gauge the health of our relationship with God, how our marriages are doing, how our parenting is going, how the influence that we have with our friends is going, and how we can make this next year, 2021, one of the years we can take big steps in our walk with God. But before we start the new year, I always like to sit down and look back at the year that was. Um, this has been obviously a one-of-a-kind year, and it has been filled with more loss and hurt and sacrifices and questions than just about any year that I can think of. And I think David was going through a similar situation that we are as he penned these words in Psalm 40. He says, I waited patiently for the Lord to help me. Of all the things that are going through in David's life, he, he was in this place where like, he wasn't sure of the future. He didn't have answers for what the future may hold for him. And all he could do was wait patiently for the Lord. I think right now, so many of us find ourselves just in this low-grade uncertainty about everything, about what is going to be in store for our future. Will, will the kids ever get back in school? Not really sure. Will the economy survive what we are going through? we're not sure. What's the future going to hold for us? We don't know. And that, that's been where we've been over the last nine months in this state of disruption and confusion and insecurity, waiting, but, but maybe not always patiently for God to show up, for, for answers to come, for clarity about what the future may hold. And I love what David said. He says, and the Lord turned to me and he heard my cry, and I think that is such good news to know that we love a God and we serve a God who hears the cries of his people and he leans into the problems that we have. And David goes on, he says, he lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. Maybe these past nine months or this year has found you in a pit of some kind. Maybe it's a pit of addiction or it's a pit of anxiety or fear, or a pit of apathy, or sorrow. And I want you to know that God wants to lift you out of that pit and listen to what he wants to do. He says, he set my feet on solid ground and he steadied me as I walked along. That, that is our hope as we take these steps into this next year, that, that we have a God who places our feet on solid ground, who, who steadies us, who walks along with us through this life. I know uh, I'm about as ready as anybody to get this year, 2020, in the rearview mirror. And I'm looking ahead and I'm hoping and I'm planning for a better year in 2021. But before we look ahead and we start making these plans and writing out our goals for the new year, I, I think we first need to take a look in our hearts before we do this. So I wanna give us three action steps that we can take now to draw closer to Christ as we peer into 2021. The first thing that I would say that we need to do is, is to remember. The call to remember is a major theme that's found throughout the Old Testament. 
uh, on one occasion as the Israelites were getting ready to go into the promised land. Moses gathers them all together and he tells them the Lord is about to fulfill his covenant that he made to Abraham. And he's going to lead you into a land with cities, into cities that you did not build and and, into vineyards and crops that you did not plant. He is going to blow you away with his goodness. But then he gives them and he gives us this warning in Deuteronomy chapter six. He says, be careful not to forget the Lord who rescued you from slavery in the land of Egypt. There is this human tendency that, that comes into our lives where we get busy chasing after our goals and chasing after our ambitions in this life. And we can begin to think that it's all up to us and we can forget to remember the faithfulness of God and the goodness of God and the provision of God that has brought us into this point in our lives. I think it's true, at least I've found it true in my life, that that we tend to find what we're looking for. And if you're looking for reasons to be disappointed or, or frustrated about this past year, no doubt you'll find them. But likewise, if you're looking for evidence of God's goodness in your life, I am sure that you will find those as well. So here's the challenge that I would have for us. Take five or 10 minutes, and I want you to get a pen and paper and literally literally write down some things. Find five people, five events, five memories over this past year that reminded you of God's presence in your life. And, And then spend some time thanking God for that. God, thank you for your faithfulness in my life for that job and that continued employment that allowed for me to provide for my family. Thanks for blessing me with that friendship that that showed up at just the right time to give me that encouragement, to push me over the hump. Thank you for walking with me through the hard season that I had to go through. But we need to make sure that we remember, that we take some time to look back and see clear glimpses of God's faithfulness and goodness in our lives. And as I look back over this past year, I am amazed and so thankful for God's provision and his leadership and his faithfulness to us as a church. And it really shouldn't surprise us because Jesus promised in Matthew, he says, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. Even the impact, even the disruption of a global pandemic will not keep the mission of God from being fulfilled through his church. And as I look back over this past year, there are some major highlights that bring so much joy in my life. We, we saw people come to faith in Christ and get baptized during this pandemic. We, we've seen hundreds more people engage online and making the, their faith and their spiritual walk a priority each Sunday. We witnessed the church be the church and show up in the community and show God's love in practical ways. You, you made face masks back in March. You, you provided meals for frontline workers. Uh, you, you brought in over 2,000 pounds of food to be distributed to some local food banks. We were able to give away over $38,000 in Uh, into our community through the Dollar Club. We were able to bless local and global missionaries with over $65,000 in the middle of the pandemic to allow for the gospel of Jesus to continue to reach out all around the world. You see, the church didn't hunker down. 
that the gospel forcefully went out and the Lord was faithful to continue his work through his church. And I am more excited for the future than ever before. So as we look ahead into 2021 and beyond, let's pause and remember the goodness of God and the faithfulness of our good God. And then the second thing we need to do, I think, is to reflect. Over and over again in scripture, we are reminded that this life is brief and that this life is fleeting and that we have a job to do while we are here. Paul says it this way in Ephesians 5. He says, so be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Paul says that there is a wise way to live and a foolish way to walk through these limited number of days that we have. But if we want to choose the wise path, what he says is that we have to be careful. We have to give careful thought to this. It takes some effort to actually slow down and consider the direction of our lives, evaluate what's going well and what's not, and making sure that our lives are still aimed in the direction that God has called us to, or if we need to make some course corrections. So at, at some point in our lives, and I think in, on regular intervals, we need to pause and to reflect on how are we spending our time? How are we spending our energy? How are we spending our talents? And is there kingdom return on investment on those kinds of things that we see in our lives? And so I suggest that at some point over the next few days to do an honest consideration and an honest evaluation of the current trajectory of your life. Are there some commitments that need to be renewed? I know that the new year is all about making new resolutions. But what I would suggest, what I would challenge us to do is before we commit to something new in this coming year, let's first reflect and recommit ourselves to, to what matters most, things like our marriage, um, like our relationship with our kids, like our relationship with the local church. You see, the marriage that we want, the, the relationships that we want with our kids now and as they get older, that the spiritual walks that we really want in our lives comes down to the, the daily habits of our lives, the, the daily rhythms and the weekly rhythms of our days. So for the relationships that matter most to us and, and the goals that matter most to us, we need to reflect on the commitments that need to be renewed before we start taking on something new. The second thing that I, I would ask us to reflect on is what, what areas of your life are going the best right now? And how can you keep that momentum going into 2021 and beyond? T take some time to, to celebrate the good things in your life, the things that are heading in the right direction. And I would say reflect on why it is. F find the principles, find those habits that, that are actually leading to some, to some success in your life. And then find the ways that you can build on that so that you can continue to progress and to see that momentum build over this coming year. And on the flip side of that, in what areas of your life do you see a need for change? Are there some particular struggles that, that have taken root in your life? Do you see some attitudes of anger or bitterness or, or maybe spiritual indifference that have come into your life and that you would say those need to change? 
The biblical word for that kind of change is the word repentance. And, and it literally means a changing of direction in your life. One of the best things that we can do is to reflect on our lives and, and to allow God's light to pierce into any dark areas of our heart or our lives. I love the, the prayer of reflection in Psalm 139. David says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and then lead me along the path of everlasting life that we can invite our good God into our lives and, and allow him to examine us and see and point out anything that may need to be changed. And, and this isn't shame-filled. No, it, it's actually just the opposite. We, we can actually do this joyfully because we know that our forgiveness has already been purchased at the cross. Confession and, and repentance, it actually draws us closer to God and, and it gives us a fresh dose of his grace in our lives as we do it. So we spend time reflecting on, on what needs to change in our lives, and then we ask God for the strength and the grace to walk towards that and make those changes in our lives. So we remember God's faithfulness, and we reflect on the direction of our lives and the condition of our hearts. And then lastly, we need to rest. This time of year should be a time of rest. First and foremost, to, to rest in the security of our identities in Christ, that, that we can make sure that to, re, to be reminded that we are not toiling after our salvation, that we are not trying to earn the grace of God, but rather that the price of our salvation is already completely paid for. And we can rest in that. We, we rest in the fact that we are already fully loved, that, that through Jesus, through the cross, God can't love us any more or any less than what he already does. That he loves us in spite of our disappointments. That he loves us in spite of our failures. That we are completely accepted. That, that we are totally forgiven. That we are free from any condemnation. That we are a son or a daughter and an heir to God's grace in our lives. And more than that, he, he has created us for a purpose in this life, that he has gifted us with talents and relationships and influence in, in our lives where we are able to partner with him to extend his mission and extend his message of love and hope and forgiveness in Christ throughout um, our, our neighborhoods and our communities and our workplace. So we rest in our identity in Christ. We rest in who we are because of Christ's finished work on the cross and then secondly, we should plan for some physical rest. This has been a long, hard year for many of us. So slow down. Take some time. Trust in the sovereignty of God that he is still in control and get some rest. Do something that brings joy in your life. Read a good book. Watch a good movie, eat some good food with some good friends, play a game with the kids, take a nap or two or three. I give you permission to do that, but make sure that you get some rest for your physical body as well. As we look into 2021 and what lies ahead for us as a church, here's what I 
still know is true. And here is what I believe. I still believe that God is in control. I still believe that the best days for his church are still to come. I still believe that Jesus is building his church and that nothing will stand against it. I still believe that he has a work for us to do in this community, to love them and to point them to the hope in Christ. I still believe that we have disciples to make and churches to plant and to send out. I, I still believe that the local church is the source of hope for marriages, for families, for the next generation. And I still believe that God has a role for each of us to play, whether we are 15 or 25 or 85, that God still wants to use his people to further his work and to further his kingdom. But we have to be prepared for what lies ahead. And the best way that I know to be prepared for the next season that God has in store for us is to make sure that, that we close out 2020 by remembering the faithfulness and the goodness of God in our lives by reflecting on the health of our hearts and the direction of our lives and making any changes that might need to be there and then resting in the finished work of Christ and the sovereignty of God. I can't wait for 2021. And I hope we'll see you back here next week as we begin this next series called What's Up? As we begin this year chasing after relationships, first with God, but also with people. Let me pray for us. God, thank you for allowing a time for us to hit the pause button on life. Oftentimes we just want to rush and, and turn the page on the calendar and, and rush into making new changes or new resolutions in our lives. But God, I, I pray that we as a church, as your people, can slow down over these next few days to, to spend a couple of days uh, that we have off of work and, and to do some, some introspection, to re remember your character and your promises and your goodness and your provision, to, to make sure that we are anchored in that and then to reflect on our lives, to, to see if there is anything in our hearts that need to be brought to the surface for you to change so that we can chase after what you have for us in this coming year. God, we are so thankful for the work that you have done in our lives and in our church, and we are excited to see how you will lead us into this next year. We thank you for Jesus and for his grace that makes this all possible. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. Hey, thanks again for joining us here at River Ridge Online. There are a number of ways that you can be a part of what's happening here at River Ridge Church. One of those ways is, is to give. If you'd like to learn more about giving and what that means here at River Ridge, you can visit riverridge.tv give. There are multiple ways that you can give. The easiest and safest way is to consider giving online. We've also created a special website that we mentioned earlier about our annual report. You can visit riverridge.tv report to see a collection of stories and learn more about the ways that your generosity has impacted God's kingdom this year. So thanks again for joining us and make sure you tune in next week for a brand new series.